Do you know what the an ETF is? If not, and even if you do, stick around. We're going to be breaking down what exactly they are, why you should be investing in them, and why I think ETFs will replace mutual funds within the next 10 years. This is Rich Girl's Guide, where we demystify the world of personal finance to help you create a financially successful and fulfilling life. I'm your host, Kirby D, and I worked in wealth management for over six years before leaving the office to focus on raising my two daughters and growing my own business. Let's start with the obvious question. What is an ETF? ETF stands for Exchange Traded Fund, and they are kind of like a hybrid between a stock and a mutual fund. A single ETF can be invested in hundreds of different companies, which is similar to a mutual fund, but they are also traded throughout the day, which is similar to a stock. What really separates them from a mutual fund is the fact that they have much lower expenses, which in turn gives you a higher return aka more money. Originally, ETF started out with mostly indexing options. Think tracking the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones. As they grew in popularity around 2010, companies started offering more niche ETFs like a tech and growth oriented ETF versus a value-based ETF. More and more 401k plans have started offering ETF options alongside their mutual fund options. And a big reason is because of their low expense ratios. Without getting way too in the weeds, there is this thing called ERISA. All my fellow finance peeps just perked their ears up. And ERISA basically makes sure retirement and 401k plans are not screwing over the participants within the plans, aka you and me. A big part of this is making sure the options available to participants are not overly expensive. Now, if you watched my episode on what to hold within your 401k, definitely go check it out after this episode if you haven't already, then you know what an expense ratio is. An expense ratio is basically a hidden fee that is charged by the mutual fund company in order to keep the mutual fund up and running. These fees are not something you will see on your account statement. The fees are actually taken out from the value of the mutual fund, which directly affects your investment return. Now, mutual fund companies are businesses and they do need to charge a fee in order to pay the mutual fund manager, the team, and just general business expenses. But the old days of mutual funds getting away with charging anywhere from 1% to 2% on an annual basis, which is a lot, started dying down years ago. And now the rise in popularity of ETFs have forced a lot of mutual fund companies to either lower their expense ratios, start offering ETF options, or do a combination of the two. Again, the mechanism behind why they are cheaper gets a little in the weeds. So for the sake of keeping this listenable, just trust me when I say, in general, ETFs are cheaper than mutual funds. Real quick for my audio listeners, don't forget you can watch the video version of all Rich Girls Guide episodes on YouTube and Spotify. Shameless plug while I have you, please rate and review wherever you are listening right now. It goes a long way to help me reaching more listeners. Thank you. Okay, so now that we know what a mutual fund is, we can get to the three reasons why you might want to consider moving over some of your investments 
from mutual funds into ETFs. Reason number one, because ETFs have gained so much popularity over the last several years, companies like Fidelity and BlackRock have been putting a lot of time and resources into building out their ETF portfolios. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say you should be one of the first investors in any fund or stock, that can be incredibly risky, but some of these ETFs have over a decade of performance history at this point. This means they not only have historical performance to back up their stated objective, but they also have momentum and attention within the actual company. So more resources are theoretically being put into them as opposed to their less popular mutual fund counterparts. Reason number two, ETFs can be a more tax efficient vehicle than a run of the mill mutual fund can. With mutual funds, the mutual fund company can actually pass along taxable gains to investors. Now, if you own a mutual fund in a retirement account, for example, capital gains are a moot point. You are not taxed on any gains in those types of accounts. You are only taxed on the withdrawals you take from the account. If you own mutual funds in a non-retirement account, however, think just a regular investment account, then capital gains can be a huge tax burden to you. A lot of people learned about capital gains in 2020 when trying to play the stock game. For mutual funds, since they are trading stocks throughout the year, they actually get taxed based on those trading throughout the year. Depending on how much they have been taxed and just how the company wants to do business, they can pass along some of those taxable gains to you, the investor which means you now have to pay taxes on those gains. You cannot opt out of these unless you sell the fund a certain number of days ahead of time. And shocker, they do not tell you ahead of time if and when they're sending these out. It just shows up in your account typically around December. With ETFs, however, they tend to not pass along capital gain distributions. Now, I think they technically still can, Yep, just checked that they can definitely still pass those along to you in the form of a capital gains distribution, but they tend to steer clear of that. Now, I'm not going to lie, I'm not entirely sure why that is, but we'll take it as a win for now. If you are someone who typically gets nailed during tax time for capital gains distributions, I would definitely look into some ETF options that have similar objectives as your current mutual funds. Reason number three. This one should be obvious because I've said it so many times throughout this episode. Say it with me. They are so much cheaper than a mutual fund. Obviously, you are going to want to fact check that, and I'm going to show you how to do that right now. Let's say you want to invest in a fund that focuses on short-term bonds. You think that short-term bonds are going to perform well in the future, but you don't want to invest in individual bonds. So let's see if Vanguard offers both an ETF and a mutual fund option. All right, I'm going on to their website. I'm gonna type in short-term bond ETF and up pops VUSB, Vanguard Ultra Short-Term Bond ETF. Beautiful. Right here, we can see that the expense ratio is 0.1%. And for an actively managed fund, that is great in my book. Okay, so now we are going to type in the exact same thing ultra short-term bond, and then add on mutual fund at the end. And here pops up Vanguard ultra short-term bond fund. Perfect. So immediately I am noticing two things. First, the expense ratio has literally been doubled. It's at 0.2%, 
whereas the ETF was at 0.1%. Honestly, that is still pretty cheap, so not a major red flag for me, but let's look at the performance in just a second. The second thing I noticed was the initial investment minimum. Some mutual funds will require you to invest a minimum amount upfront in order to invest in that fund. If you pop back over to the ETF page, however, you will notice that there is no minimum. That's because you can go on the open market and buy just one share of this ETF if you really wanted to. Obviously, there are pros and cons to both of these. If you are someone who invests $50 a month into an account for for example, it might be difficult to purchase higher priced ETFs every month. You might need to purchase every other month. With the 3K minimum mutual fund, on the other hand, you might need to wait for months on end until you reach that initial $3,000 minimum. I digress. What I really want to dive into now is the performance. If the mutual fund has consistently outperformed the ETF, that extra 0.1% in expenses might be worth the price tag. We are going to scroll down to the annual performance numbers and see just how they stacked up next to each other. Starting with the ETF, we can see that it does not have a long performance record. It looks like it was established in 2022, and the numbers are not looking too great. In case you couldn't tell, ultra short-term bonds have not had a great run in recent years. I'm going to focus on this total return column. Last year, they returned 5.56%, which honestly isn't much more than you would have gotten for a CD. And in 2022, they actually had a negative 0.43% return. Now, comparing the mutual fund option, in 2023, the mutual fund returned 5.53%. And in 2022, they had a negative 0.53% return. So this is showing me that not only did the ETF have better returns, but they were also cheaper. And those cheaper fees are not reflected in this return figure. Overall, the fractional percentage points are pretty negligible. However, if you are making these comparisons across the board, let's say you swap out all of your mutual funds for the comparable ETF, if the average difference in percentage is the same as these, let's call it 0.15% in total, if you have an account worth $100,000, then you would be saving yourself $150 on an annual basis. Not bad in my opinion. And because ETFs are only gaining in popularity, I am betting money that only more time, energy, and attention will be poured into ETFs across the board within these companies. All right, I think I have sufficiently made ETF lose all meaning by saying it entirely too many times. So let's wrap this baby up. If you have been even the slightest bit intrigued by ETFs, I would urge you to check out the options available to you within your 401k or other accounts and see if there are any ETFs available. I'll put a few links to some interesting articles down below if you want to know even more about this shift in thinking within the industry. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I feel like I'm really starting to get into my podcasting groove and I appreciate all of the love and support more than you know. I'll have a brand new YouTube video out this Thursday. In fact, every Thursday moving forward. So be sure to connect with me over there if you're not already. Otherwise, I will catch you next Monday. Later, rich girls.